This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s and learning more about one another because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun and we have a super multicultural community and we kind of think that you might too. So why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions. So be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Oh, hey, guys. Hey, it's Elizabeth and Alex. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. Welcome. I just realized you've got my computer. I did this to the tune of like male, male Yes. <laughs> it's you, very I weird. think you've done this before and we've spoken about it when whatever his name was came back and had like a solemn. Hey, guys, I'm 40 and the world is terrible now. <laughs> I didn't actually watch or listen to it because I told you I didn't really watch Blue No, Blue. me neither. We t- I was watching we- Real World when I was 10. Look, we spoke about it. The listeners know <laughs> we're not going to rehash it. Um, guys, welcome to the show. Welcome. We have a solo beauty school episode for you this week. It's going to be fun. It's just the fucking two of us. I think you guys like these episodes. I think so. We talk about whatever it is. Whatever we feel like whatever talking the, about. Well, yes, honestly, whatever <laughs> we feel like talking about. And this week we feel like talking about brows, which, girl, Alex was like, do you think that we have a whole 20 minutes to talk, like a whole hour that we can take up with brows? I was like, we have an entire career in which it's all true. we do every single day. It's true. <laughs> day and in, now day I'm out. very pumped to talk about it. I, I mean, we're, we're pretty much obsessed. I don't think there's anybody else that could really, I mean, at least audibly talk it's about It's therapy for me to do eyebrows. Don't you feel that way? Of course. Of course, 100%. It's just I didn't realize that the reason I'd been so sad the last couple of months is because I hadn't been working. Because we were building Franklin. Yeah. And we've got these new gals and they need a place to work because we hired them. And <laughs> like, so my ass had no clients. And I didn't realize until I started working again, like, oh, right. I love this shit. You girls give me life. You people give me life. Honestly, you breathe life into me. Yeah. Until I have the occasional client who sucks life out of me. Few and far between. I mean, But I had two of them in one week right before I left for my trip. And it might have been you. No offense. You needed a vacation. It wasn't me. No, I believe you. 
Look, I was telling, <laughs> like Shapiro, I was telling Shapiro before. She was like, that wasn't me. I was like, dude, you can do whatever the fuck you want here. <laughs> like, you've earned it. Whatever you want to say, whatever you want to do, that is all you. So if they were the worst girl, I believe you. It's not that they were the worst. It's just people. I think also right now people are still like stuck inside. They're not going into an office yeah. and they just have a lot to unleash. Mm-hmm. And unload. Unload. No, unload. unload. Okay. One of the uns. Yeah. And I think that that's part of it. Yeah. Because it wasn't anything bad. It was just like, okay, this is a little much for me today. Yeah. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, I, Now we just went into like a It's a lot to take on other people's energy. It is. With yes. that said, I love hearing people's problems and life stuff. It wasn't like that. Yeah. It was like beyond that. Yeah. I can't explain it. It's been a weird fucking year. It's been yeah. a weird start to the year. The whole first part of the month, I feel like collectively we all felt like we took a step backwards mm-hmm. in the pandemic and I think that was just really did a number on our nervous systems and really was like a mind fuck that's the only way I can explain I, it because I haven't come across anybody who didn't have like some sort of mental health I agree situation um, speaking of me going away though talk to us about it Shapiro was in Puerto Rico I was Puerto in Rico. Puerto Rico uh, I love Puerto Rico I hadn't been in like maybe six or seven years I forgot how much I love it mm. it was so nice What'd you do? Um, well, I spent a couple days by myself, which was lovely. I just needed time to just really fucking chill out. Yes. And not be on my phone. I mean, I was texting you, but. Well, that, I was texting you. I became obsessed with you. <laughs> I really tried hard not to, but then it just got to a point where I was just like, I really need you right now. I'm talking to strangers. <laughs> um, it was so nice. I have a friend who lives down there and I got to see him, which was really exciting. It was funny. Okay, I'll tell one funny story. Tell us many funny This was stories. my second night there, and I was, again, at the the bar slash, is like a really divey bar slash restaurant at my hotel, and I'm sitting next to this guy, and he starts talking to me. I don't remember what he said. I think he was just asking, like, oh, are you here on vacation? Whatever. And we start talking. Turns out he's 22, and he... Whatever. We got to talking about age and I said something about like being in my 30, my mid 30s. He's like, wait, how old are you? I'm like 34. And he, <laughs> young people are so fucking funny. He was like, 34. I thought you were maybe like 29. As though there is a big difference between I mean, 29 and 34. Because people for some reason think that once you hit 30, like that's it. You're a mom. Whereas, yeah. like, dude, after, thir- like, your 30s are the fucking best. They're I'm great. trying to rewrite the 30s handbook yes. for ladies. Clearly, it's great. I'm just at this bar by myself having a good time. Chilling. Talking to fucking me. Fucking picking up. She's a cougar and she's picking up sugar daddies at the same oh time. Oh, my God. Let's hear the next story. T- <laughs> <laughs> anyway, it was really funny. But I told him that my sister's very cute and the same age as him. And so I think they're following each other on Instagram. I oh, my ask God. Her. Stop. That's, like, that's modern He was a nice romance. kid. Yeah. He actually was in the army. He got out recently and just like needed a break from life. And so that's why he was in Puerto Rico. And I was like, yeah, dude, you're also just young. Go now. Go have fun. You just yeah. had fucking 22 is so young. It's so young. And you feel which is why I realized old, by 29. What he was saying by saying that he thought I was maybe 29 was like he knows that I'm older. Yes. But to him, 29 is a lot older. Dude, it's like today we were talking about how when I was a kid, I never thought like I'm turning 36 in April. I couldn't even imagine past 17. When I was a mm-hmm. kid, all I was like, one day I'll be 17. <laughs> I never even thought about 36. <laughs> Meanwhile, I was like a grown ass child. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. It's so bizarre that the way that society has you kind of wired to think that life is over at 29. It's when fucked. in reality, life is just beginning. 
It's so true. Like, it's so true. Girls, when I tell them that I'm 35, they're like, really? I'm like, I own three businesses. That number makes sense. How old did you think right. I was? Right. Like, right. not everybody's Zucks. No. I mean, Zucks is my age, but he a billionaire. <laughs> ruining the world. Billion. <laughs> billionaire ruining the world. I am a hundred air. Trying to help some bitches. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, so my other story. Okay, so the first night that I was there I was at the same barn. So I chose this place that I was staying at because, because I was by myself. I wanted... A f- my things were that, okay, I wanted to be close to the beach. Mm-hmm. I really wanted to be on the beach, but my biggest thing was that I wanted it to be like a lively hotel that had like a bar or restaurant so that just like at night, whatever, it wouldn't feel Look, so isolated. You guys, or, you, I didn't want to get murdered. That's what I'm trying to right, say. Listeners, I know that you guys or probably kidnapped. can tell this about Shapiro, but this girl will can make friends with a wall. I can. My home, <laughs> my home girl Shapiro. It's one of the things I love most about you because I, as friendly as I am, there's a limit, but you... You're the like Shapiro will talk to anybody and she'll be the most friendly, like so catch people so off guard. You're so friendly, like the homeless Mm. people on the street, the homeless men when they're like, you're like, oh, did you lose your glove? And you're like, they looked at me like I was an alien. I'm like, yeah, because white people that look like you don't talk to them. Mm. They were shocked. So people. Yeah, that's no surprise. God, I'm also like that. This you're like, oh, this kid started talking to me. I'm like, so you started talking to him. You're like, oh, you got a straw? I got a straw. Surprisingly, no. (laughs) Actually, anyone that I encountered on this trip, they all talked to me first. Yes. I was actually being a little awkward, I noticed. Really? Because I'm out of my element. It's one thing when I'm in New York. True. I'm out of my element. Also, I was very, I was (laughs) feeling very awkward. I chugged a couple margaritas the first night at the bar. No, I know what you mean. It's like when I'm not in true beauty, I feel very awkward. Because here, like, this is our realm. We're like, we, we rock this shit. This is our home. For sure. People come in, they trust us. They're looking for us to tell them what to do for sure when you're out in the world you're just like what the fuck i'm like here i am here do i sit do i stand (laughs) (laughs) it's true um okay i'll tell a quick story from the first night that i went to this bar so i go and i go early around six because my friend who lives down there i wasn't sure if he was definitely meeting me i didn't know what time i was feeling tired so i was like i gotta i have to eat eventually and i should just do it earlier rather than later so I get to the bar around like 6, 6.30 and I like order a burger. I have a margarita. Wait, <laughs> I actually ordered um, a martini uh-huh. and the bartender just stared at me. Basically like we don't do those here. No way. Because even in New York, there are dive. I wouldn't say super dive bars, but there are dive divey bars that will serve you a martini. Of course. They didn't. And- they didn't do that. Everybody there. knows how to do a martini. Even that place in fucking Hoboken that you were where they served you piss in a glass. They pretended like it was a martini. Tot- right. He could have made me a pretend. He's kind one. of a Puerto Rican snob. He was. Kind I was of in like, Rincon. It's all gringos. I mean, <laughs> he was white from Jersey. Even the bartender. Dude, I texted my friend Albert That's who lives hilarious. down there. I'm like, I see more Puerto Rican people at bars in New York That's than I do at this bar hilarious. right now. Hilarious. Rincon is very for years, for like uh, many years. So it's he been was a lot legit of white being people. an asshole because you're right. Because a Puerto Rican bartender would have been like anything that you want. They're the front friendliest goddamn yes, people absolutely. I've ever met in my life. Dude, my driver from the airport stopped at the gas station for me so I could get beer and snacks. I know when you said because I didn't have a car. Like, oh, she's gonna have a great time. <laughs> she's gonna have a great time. Um, but anyway, I'm at the bar and I order a margarita. He can make that for asshole. Me. I'm really and upset with you about this. 
Why? Because I had a martini last night and it was goddamn delicious. I know. They're somebody so delicious. Somebody said to me like that. No, I'd be like, what do you mean no? So you're not a bartender? Should have demanded it. <laughs> um, first thing, first things first, I'm going to Karen right now. You need to make me a fucking <laughs> martini, okay? Extra dirty. <laughs> All right, good point. Um, okay, good point. so anyway, I have a margarita. I have two margaritas and this, oh, this old dude at one <laughs> point sits next to me and he's like i'm not being creepy i have a wife and i was like okay but he's but i had ordered a oh i then ordered a beer and he's like but let me buy you a beer and i was like well you said you're not well also when he said he's not creepy i said that's okay even if you're creepy i'm a grown-ass woman and i could handle myself that's my shapiro <laughs> that's that bitch and i love he, it. he was New like York, very like, taken didn't, back like, yeah because it didn't it was day one you weren't quite weird yet. people talk to me all the time here yeah, you've got he wasn't even weird he was just like he's a regular at the bar like the bar t- everyone knew him i know what you mean it's I like when a man threatened. tries to come and fucking puff up his his fake ass peacock old ass peacock yes, to you, exactly. and you're just like sir i'm good excuse me sir on this four dollar beer i can buy my own honestly <laughs> thank you honestly i'm a business owner <laughs> <laughs> um so that happened and then he... oh, wait but did you take the beer yes okay great of course <laughs> i'm like i can't afford to buy this myself but why would i well, why would i here you are offering it uh, yeah and then um i don't know the night just kept getting weird weirder albert hadn't showed up yet i'm still by myself more people had come in there's this old white guy in shorts and flip-flops playing guitar songs and at one point he's playing um Oh, right before this, the bartender's like, someone bought you a shot. Do you want to take it? And I was like, who bought me the shot? And he just stared at me and was like, does it matter? This guy has such an attitude. You he, didn't tell me about the martini before you told me yeah, about this. He had an attitude with time. me multiple times, but then would be really friendly. So I yeah. couldn't really tell his vibe or if yes. he hated me. I'm like, is this, this one of those towns where it's all white people, but they hate when other white people come there, even right. though it's only white people? Right, it's right, very right. strange. I kind of wanted to ask him what his fucking deal was. That's hilarious. But this is a situation I know nothing of. A white person going to a white village in a brown town, and there's like this white on white hate. It was interesting. Hilarious, Shapiro. You're really showing me a whole And new- of course, I still tipped him nicely or whatever. I'm pretty sure he overcharged me. That was another thing, but I wasn't going to argue him because this dude was just fucking on this one. This guy is really just being, but, um, what's the word when it's not racist, but it's just against uh, self-hater? Also, dude, you're from fucking Jersey. I'm from Long Island. We are absolutely equals. East okay? Coast. We are equals. Northeast, bro. <laughs> Come on. You think I don't know where you're from? Mont- Honest- Claire. Uh, honestly. This is hilarious. So, <laughs> I take the shot of tequila and... um. Right after that, the old guy with the shorts and the flip-flops starts playing um, Hootie and the Blowfishes, I Only Want to Be With You. And, you know, everyone's like singing along. And this older guy looks at me and starts mouthing the lyrics at me right at the chorus and pointing to me. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ, he probably bought me the shot. But then I'm looking around and I'm seeing multiple men looking at me. And I'm like, who bought me the shot? Why are all eyes on me? Why can't a I woman just go for like, a fucking drink? The without... hottest, youngest thing in this no, Rickone, That's the other thing. Hadn't brushed my hair all day. Was wearing like old fucking jean shorts. I did not look cute. I had no makeup on. Here's what you need Nothing to understand. Like that. A New York Five is still a rest of the world 10. <laughs> and that's what you need to know, girl. The bar taught you that. <laughs> the bar taught me that I still got it. You were with still, the old ones and the You were looking like hamburglers still. Hilarious. And it they're, was really and funny. Losing their shit. It was really funny. So he's like uh, anyway, he was good looking, but Albert came with his his two friends who were they're from Puerto Rico and they were just like, Where are we in Tampa? 
It was hilarious. They're like, we feel like this is a rescue mission. I'm like, it absolutely is. Dude, this I is need like, to get out of here this now. This is like somebody coming to visit you in New York and you go and pick them up in Murray Hill and you're like, what the fuck are you yeah, doing here, bro? Yes, like, come with me. Yes. Um, it was very funny, but it just is interesting to me how I had no intentions on like talking to men. I had my wedding band. I made short. Do you know that? The fucking Uber was outside to take me to the airport and I realized I couldn't find my wedding band and I shook out my jeans that I wore to work the day before and my wedding band was in there because I had done a facial, Mm -hmm. put my ring in my pocket, whatever. So I made sure I had that shit, but it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. They don't care about your ring. Nope. They thought you were I had to go out alone because I was alone. (laughs) What was I going to do? I don't know. A white man? I don't think that's what people go to Puerto Rico for. They thought that though. I don't know. It was interesting. I'm very proud of you. I love it. It's because you're like a hot young thing. But we just Apparently, feel old. But we're I'm 34, young. but I look 29. So it's like crazy. But even though I think it's like we're at that sweet spot where for older people, we're still young. But to younger people, we're kind of we're old. There's nothing past yeah. 17 or 29. It's weird. It's a nice place to be. I don't hate it. I don't hate it either. Like but anyway, that's my story. Like Take care fi- of yourself. Take vacations when and if you can. By vacation, I mean even a day getaway somewhere to just get out of your usual fucking element. Yes. Oh, my God. You just told them about our new segment. You just rang it in the most beautiful way. Our beauty baddie moment of the week. That was it. That was it. I had a great trip. I relaxed. I feel refreshed. I told Elizabeth, usually I come back from a vacation feeling a little depressed. I think a lot of people feel that, but I didn't feel that way. I felt like I actually relaxed Mm -hmm. because also this was a first trip I've taken a long time where I didn't line up a bunch of shit that I wanted to do because I've been to Puerto Rico a few times. So it was truly just like chilling, go to the beach, go to yoga, eat good food, drink pina coladas. Pina colada is hilarious. Just straight sugar in a glass. It's a (laughs) headache. (laughs) Oh, just thinking about that's giving me a headache. It only worked because I was going to bed at like nine o'clock. Dude, I would wake up in the middle of the night with a headache from that so much sugar. Listen, because the rum. That they're... night, that first night where I had those marg- two margaritas, two beers, shot of tequila. Then Albert came and we took another shot of tequila. Then we went to another bar and I had another shot of tequila. So the tequila is fine. My body spared me. It was very strange. Tequila is okay, fine. Kind rum. of okay the next day. Look, rum is a different story. Brown liquor, you, it's it's the sugar. Yeah, yeah. Well, when I drank the pina coladas, I would only have like one, and then I'd move on to okay, like proud a beer. Of you. See, that's thirty four. That's also why I'm not drinking at all this week. <laughs> oh, my goodness, you guys. By the time this episode comes out, it's Miss Shapiro's birthday. Oh, yeah. I'm actually not 34 yet. I'll be 34 in, on the 25th. It, but that's going to be on Friday, which is today, which <gasps> is the day so we're cute. releasing this episode. That's so cute. I didn't even realize Everybody that. Everybody say happy birthday to Miss Shapiro. I'm 34. I'm She's feeling 34. good. I'm Looking 34. Good. I'm I feel so good. good. Just kidding. My back hurts. <laughs> my back hurts. But Shapiro, you've had the ultimate glow up the past couple of years. I think I really have. It's a really great 34. It looks good on you. She looks a little tired, but she's doing much better, I think. (laughs) Tired, fuck off. (laughs) Come on, I couldn't just give you a straight compliment after all these compliments. Just gotta keep me leveled. You You know what I mean? Gotta Gotta keep keep me leveled. Don't let it all get to my head. Look, we're both tired. I'm only okay. I said to Kyle, I'm like, not that it matters, but I never get hit on by men here. Goes out one night in Puerto Rico, gets Hottest hit on, on by all older white men. That's what I'm saying. You forget. Where were they when I was in my 20s and needed a fucking sugar daddy? You were in New York in the land of babes. In the land of I babes. Know. That's what it is. Too much competition. Too much competition. I had zero competition. Big fish, little seed. You know what I mean? Whereas I leave New York and yeah. depending on where I go, my number goes down, girl. <gasps> you got to come to Rincon. 
Okay, raincoat anytime, it'll go up. Anytime I feel like your ego is just like needs a boost and be like, girl, we're going, going away for the weekend. It's true. It's any place like Mid America. It's like, mm-mm-mm. yeah, I'm no. Not interested here. Okay, no, we're going. But yeah, the land of brown people. The land of brown people. Do great there. Um, that's awesome. But Wait, that's, what's that's my moment. Were you I gonna, love it. Were what's you my beauty? Yeah, I mean, I've got a beauty baddie moment too of the week. I, mean, I don't I know. know if you don't mind. I'm gonna share mine. You don't mind. Um, mine is less exciting. Mine is just that I uh, decided to wash my hair. Always great. Always great. No, actually, that's not true. I have been washing my hair, but I haven't actually been doing anything after I washed it. Mm. So it's just been like... It looks great today. Well, girl, you saw me... T- no, you didn't see me twist it up, but I got up this morning to put them in twists. Give myself a little curl. They look very good. Get that Oribe in there, girl, <gasps> smelling she rich. She smelled so good when I came in here. Do you know what I mean? Putting on some makeup lately and getting dressed. A bitch has been wearing a heel. Who's this? Is that pre-pandemic Elizabeth Taylor? It's ooh, nice. Ooh. It's nice. You got to do it. Sexy. I'm wearing this dress that I realized I only wore once for a photo shoot, and I just kept putting on layers over and under it. It looks kind of weird. No, but... it looks really cute. Look, she looks this, very cute today. This is the way that I used to get dressed. Just keep on layering and get weird. And it's fun. It so, looks good. You look great. Thanks, babe. So that's my beauty baddie moment of the week. It's just it. um, getting back to being my old self. Sometimes the winter just makes you... I don't know. Sometimes I'm just like, wow, it's the third day in a row of wearing the sweater because I yeah. just didn't care to look for another sweater. Honestly. <laughs> and I see different clients every day. So it's well, fine. girl, we've also been going through it. Let's keep it real. Let's yes, give ourselves yes, yes. some grace. Like we just pretty much birthed the largest baby that neither of us intended on having. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And I mean, look, she's beautiful. Very grateful. Yes. But uh, that's why you look tired. That's why I look tired. You know yeah. what I mean? And it's all right. It's, it's all right. right. It's all right. But now, you know, we're on the other side. Everything is looking rosy. I'm feeling good. I feel great. Next time I'm having a hard time, just be like, girl, go to Puerto Rico. Go to Puerto Rico. <laughs> I knew it. Do you remember before you left? You're like, I shouldn't be going right now. We're just opening the shop. Like, I finally don't feel anxious. And I was like, no, now's exactly the time that you need to go. Yes, please. you are 1000% correct. And I need to take your advice and go. Yes. Because you've been saying this also. You do. And so I'm realizing that you're seeing what I saw. Yes. Which is like your girl that isn't her girl. And we need to go together. Vacations all We got to go to LA. We got to go to Hawaii. Oh, my God. I forgot. Wait, I think we've told you guys that Elizabeth and I were drinking one night and ordered tickets to Hawaii. Yes. And then realized a couple months later that we can't actually go to Hawaii. Well, no, because then we signed this fucking lease. Yeah. Okay. So do you know what else? And then maybe, so now we have to reschedule. Maybe it's time to start because it's been 20 minutes. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But I was just reading up on ADD and I forgot that one of the like characteristics is impulsiveness. And I think like the two of us mm. together, that's why we could burn down a bu- building and be like, you know what? One of us really should have stopped the other. We did not need to. You should have. Well, we do want to go to Hawaii. But we did want to. But and we're still. It'll be rescheduled. It'll be, yes, we got exactly. a credit. Hawaii. Air, Greatest great airline. Around. Turns out we haven't flown it yet, but they're not assholes. Yeah, <laughs> so far so good. So far so good. But yeah, we need to. Maybe you'll watch me not convince you to do something spontaneous and dumb. It's fine. All right, great. All right, with that, let's, let's talk, talk about, about brows. Jinx, that was weird. How cheesy is that gonna sound? No, we okay. So they know that we're stepbrothers, and that Alex, was that we, was too before, much for no, me. No, no, no. Before you left, we were falling out of sync. We're arguing. We're cranky bitches. We're cranky bitches. As soon as you've gotten back, we've been like back, like 
texting each other just at, like yesterday when I was like, texting you about Vincenzo and you're like, I know you I was like me? I literally had the email open yeah. it was very creepy yeah we're back like it actually that freaked me out a little bit step brothers are back Vincenzo back. is the guy who runs our garbage co- pickup he's not company. doing a very good job sorry Vincenzo oh it's not him it's whoever else somebody's not picking up the garbage <laughs> I was just hit the laundry okay guys brows okay. let's talk about brows This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Sax.com. Guys, we're talking to you about brows. We already told you how obsessed we are. Let's start. Let's jump in. Let's do it. Elizabeth pointed out earlier how the brow industry, at least to like mainstream people, really didn't exist until like 10 years ago. A hundred percent. If you think about it, like think about any magazine that you read as a child and as a child until now really Mm -hmm. they would tell you how to do your entire face of makeup and then they'd say and just brush your brows and go which was a complete lie they were doing more than just brushing their brows and going Mm -hmm. but there weren't any products there was like Anastasia Beverly Hills was the first person that really made brow products before Mm -hmm. that everybody was using just like eyeshadow in their brows yeah oh yeah eyeliner or eyeliner yeah there wasn't a brow market we were all looking things existed but you didn't know about them it wasn't anything close to Alex and I wouldn't have careers in the 90s let's say that there's two people with careers and Anastasia Beverly Hills was one of them Mm -hmm. it's just it's a completely new industry and it's really exciting for the two of us because it's this hilariously niche thing for us to be obsessed with and passionate about and it's lucky it's not lucky it's fortuitous timing that I don't know the pandemic happened everybody's just wearing masks everybody's looking at their faces this brow sort of like cultural revolution is happening and so we're kind of just like caught right in the middle of it in a really cool place I think but it also means that a lot of people are really lost they don't know where to turn to for answers they see all these different things on Instagram they don't really know what they are and so that's why we wanted to do another brow episode we did one for you guys um episode so episode number 40 brows how to look younger forever so we go more into depth about the things that we're going to kind of gloss over this time around so if you guys want a little more like in-depth episode about um brows the first time around we did it check out episode 40 for sure but we're kind of going to just like do a quick little recap for you guys if this is your first time ever joining us for our brow obsession. So I guess the first thing is, do you want to talk about growing out your brows? Because that's kind of what everybody's doing right now is trying yes. to get a hold of, trying to correct mistakes. Yes. And I think this is one of like my favorite parts about brows in general is seeing transformations of clients who mm-hmm. come to me who either think that their brows could never grow anymore or people who just haven't tried because Mm -hmm. they just don't like having stray hairs on their face. Yes. So they just want to tweeze anything that grows in near their eyebrows, even if they think it's just a stray. Yes. I always tell people, like, first of all, if you have been 
over tweezing or over waxing your eyebrows for years. Mm-hmm. That does. I'm not going to say absolutely they'll grow back, but likely some of them will. But it can take a long time. Yeah, at least a year. I tell at people least, at least a year. At least a year. But I've seen even longer than that to see like what your brows are fully capable of growing back in. Yes, and I think people get really excited about it, but mm-hmm. then also are just like, wait. Yeah. Because I also tell them, like, don't come see me too often. Like, maybe come every six to eight weeks while you're growing them out. And they're just like, oh, my God. And I can't touch them at all in between. Yeah. And it's like a lot for people. But I promise that advice is for a reason. Mm-hmm. And that reason is, number one, stop fucking with your eyebrows. Yes. <laughs> yes. With that being said, people, you see your face every day in the mirror. And the changes that we're looking for are going to be gradual and incremental. And because you see the same face in the mirror every day, you think that everybody sees that one hair that's coming in. Mm-hmm. Nobody fucking sees it, girl. Everybody's too worried about their pimple or their totally. one hair that's coming in or their like whatever it is that they're worried about. Like, I promise you, nobody sees it. It's it's I'm not saying you're and crazy, it's but it. it's like it's kind of in your head. Just like Pretend like you don't see it. It's so worth it. And it's never going to happen unless you just stop, period. The amount of women who have been like, I'll look at them and I'll say, you've got no tail. And they'll say, Mm -hmm. oh, no, that just doesn't grow. I'll say, well, I I see the stubble (laughs) coming in of where you'd tweet. Like, just stop. Just stop tweeting it. And I'll see them the next time. It looks like a whole different person Mm -hmm. because they're like, oh, I just didn't realize that I'd just been going in one hair at a time, one hair at a time. Because yes. your hair is on a hair growth cycle. That's this the is other what thing. I was going yes. to say. Sorry, yes. I cut you off. No, no, it's fine. Saying. The reason why you shouldn't be doing anything to them too often when you're growing them is that your hair, any hair on your body has three cycles of growth. And it takes at least six weeks to go through all of those cycles. So it just makes sense. Number one, financially, why would you want to come any more often? Mm-hmm than that because you're just going to have growth a few days later from another cycle. Well, and in saying Mm -hmm. that, we should say that it's my opinion that the reason if you're going to a threading salon and they're telling you to come every two weeks or every three weeks, which, you know, a lot of girls will tell us and Mm -hmm. they'll say my hair just grows back very fast. That's not true. You're that person. There's no hair that the hair that we removed isn't already grown back in. It's impossible because of the cycle that Alex just right. told you about. So all that they're doing is going in and taking out more hair that you actually want to keep. It's a bad business. Um, and a few strays. <laughs> and a few strays, right. It's it's just a bad business plan it's to charge $9 eyebrows and have people come back every time when instead you can charge a little bit more or a lot more and actually take care of your client and tell them the truth. And in the long run, you'll have a better return like clientele base yeah but and it, a better brow like a better brow it's yes. very the grow out process i promise you if you just leave them alone they will grow to some capacity mm-hmm. and i'm not saying that for a whole year not to touch them but Maybe. at least have a professional be doing anything to them but for some people it might be and that's why I love brow growth serums. So mm-hmm. does Elizabeth. I know a lot of people are wary of them mm-hmm. and we've talked about them before, but I just want to drill into people's heads that they do work. Mm-hmm. And yes, if you have tried castor oil and it didn't work, castor oil will not work nearly as fast as a brow growth serum. Right. 
So don't feel like, okay, well, that didn't work. And also, they're not all created the same. We have our favorites for a reason because we feel like they grow, they work the best to grow the hairs out. Well, let's talk a little bit about the science behind our hair, right? And why we have the hair in our body and the hair in our face and why you and I can so confidently say the things that we're saying aside from the facts that we've just worked on hundreds of faces. Let me say, when we were painting at Franklin, I got a big glob of paint in my eyebrow. Was it hot? I was like, oh, That's what my eyebrows there for. Yeah. So that the paint doesn't get in my eye. Yes. So that's another reason to keep your brows thick. Yes. Or like the time you were walking down the street and you got a little New York City AC AC liquid (laughs) and it caught in your eyebrow. Yeah. Our point is that our hair is there for a reason. Our hair is there on our entire body to stop outside bacteria, dirt, oil, outside invaders from entering our body. So our brows are there to stop dirt, sweat, and oil from falling down our forehead and into our eyes. And so with that being said, we all have a perfect brow if all things were said and done, right? Like we all have a baseline, I guess, for a brow if we never started taking hairs away. And what our goal is to get you back to that baseline. And the reason that we can so confidently insist that we can find your natural brow shape is because your brow shape is really predetermined by the frontal bone of your skull and all of the little bones that make up the ocular bones of your eyes. For the reasons that we just said, they're there for reasons to stop dirt, sweat, and oil from falling into your eyes. And this is why different ethnicities have different brow patterns, have different brow shapes. Like Asian brows tend to be much straighter because their foreheads tend to be much straighter, you know. I have a lot of other brow theories that can't be proven and sometimes they're proven and sometimes they're misproven. But for example, people that come from sunnier climates or from climates where even like snowier climates, just climates where like you have to have hair on your face to stop the outside influences, whether that's like people from desert uh, climates or people from like south of the equator or people from very, very north of the equator, like Scandinavian people, like people where it's like really, really cold. I don't know, like you tend to have fuller, more hair, period, and fuller brows. European people tend to have smaller brows and like I should say Western European people, people from the UK, Britain, etc. tend to have smaller brows. But guess what? It's not that sunny there. Like there tends to Mm. not be so much reason. Again, this is a theory. Nobody taught me this. This is just from what I've seen working on hundreds and hundreds of faces and figuring out just like you know, being little Zora Neale Hurston with like my Mm -hmm. anthropological skull measuring tape. I like these theories. You know what I mean? And again, sometimes they're misproven, but more times than not, once I start to dig down their um, ethnic line and I'll say, well, where's your grandmother from? Where's your grandfather from? Eventually it'll hit there and it's like, okay, so you're not actually from uh, Ireland. Your family's actually from Italy. You know, or whatever. So I just think that that's very, very interesting. But it also means that not every brow shape is for every face. Your brow shape is your brow shape. And there are different people that you can look to that have similar brow shapes that we can emulate, like different celebrities, different whatever. Mm -hmm. But your brow shape is your brow shape. And if you're going to somebody to get your brows done and they only do, quote unquote, one brow shape, fucking get up and run. Yeah. Because that means that they don't know how to do brows. Mm -mm. So that's just my brow theory, guys. You can let me know what you think about that. (laughs) But I'll tell you what I think. I think it's genius. And I think that over the years from doing brows, I've realized that it's not just about like, oh, keeping brows as thick as possible. It's like every hair counts and matters. Mm -hmm. And it sounds so psychotic. (laughs) But one hair, removing one hair or leaving one hair can make such a big difference yes. in a brow. 
because sometimes I'll do someone's eyebrows and I'm just like, are they even going to feel like I did much? Mm -hmm. Like, I know this looks great, but I know that sometimes people want a big change. Like sometimes people are getting a beauty service done because they want a big change. I used to think that, but I'm thinking the opposite now. Same. Because I... They want to look like themselves, but better. And I did this girl's eyebrows yesterday who I was just like, I feel like I didn't really do that much. I know they look great. I hope that she's happy. Mm -hmm. And I was like, why am I doubting myself? Because she looked at them and she was like, my brows have never looked this good. Yes. And it's like, yes, because someone was not giving you a shape that made sense for your face. And I think also that you and I see people's true shapes. And so that's why when somebody comes in, like, my shape is so fucked up. My eyebrows are terrible. And we're like, no, you've got a beautiful shape because you and I can see the forest. What is it? The forest for the through the trees. Yeah. 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 I love that. And all that we do, like so much of brow shaping, the art of brow shaping is just removing all of the distractions so that you can see your true brow shape. It isn't actually Mm -hmm. getting, removing a lot of brow hair. It's just removing what you don't need to see, which is oftentimes like vellus hair, trimming the hair so that they lay nicely, maybe doing a little comb over action so you can cover some holes. And just like removing maybe one or two lines, but it's not a lot often what we're doing. And whenever somebody does want a lot, I really try and talk them out of it. Same. For this reason. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again until I'm dead. As women, we naturally, as we age, lose fat in our face and we lose our brow hairs. This is why when you think of a witch, quote unquote, historically in fiction, she has a long, thin face and thin pointy brows because bitch we all gonna end up looking like that one way or another so hold on to your hairs if you don't believe me why do you think people are doing fillers now all that filler is doing is adding fat and plumpness back into your face in different ways why because when you think of a youthful face when you think of a little baby of a little cherub youthful face they have big pink cheeks and full brows I'm not saying that everybody has to have a Cara DeVigny brow. Everybody doesn't have to have, and not every, oh God, please don't. How many crazy people do you see with that fucking pomade in their brow looking a hot mess? I'm not saying Mm -hmm. to do that. I'm saying that everybody looks their best at their biggest brow. Not your friend's biggest brow, but where your fullest natural brow is. And you look young and beautiful and hot. It's true. So Elizabeth and I personally do waxing we don't mm-hmm. do threading mm-hmm. and we tweeze mm-hmm. and we trim also trimming is huge so huge. often i have clients tell me that they've never had their brows trimmed when they've gotten a brow service before How many people that come and that's all that you need to do yeah it's, it's just a little trim it makes a huge, huge difference you can also make a hole in the brow so mm-hmm. be careful if you're trimming them yourself or going to someone who is inexperienced but it's huge mm-hmm. and i like have you ever been threaded I was threaded when I was like young, young. When I was people 18. seem to love threading. People, what do you think about it for brows? So okay, here's the thing with threading. So the the technique. So I do brow mapping whenever I do any brow service, and this is a technique that I learned on my way to becoming um, a permanent makeup artist because I I realized that the classes, the class that I took, and most of the classes that were being taught at the time for microblading really just taught you how to get. Um, ink into the skin but they didn't teach you how to how to the anatomy of a brow they didn't teach you how to draw a beautiful brow they didn't teach you how to look at somebody's face and decipher like what brow was for their face and that was very very scary because people are coming to you to tattoo their face to make them feel like look better and you don't even have the foundation to do that so 
That's was that horrifying? Horrifying. So you know me, girl. I couldn't allow that to happen. And I took it upon myself to seek out the best artists and the best teachers that I could find. And step by step, each part of the process that I was struggling with, I would find the best teacher that taught that and I would go to their classes. And I spent a lot, like, you know the number, but much more than anybody probably would have thought that they should spend. But I just was on a mission and I knew that this was, I don't know, I just knew that I needed to do this. If this was something that I wanted to do, I needed to be able to perfect this. And also I knew that there had to be a formula. And so I'm saying all of this because I found a woman who taught me uh, her brow mapping technique. This technique, I did end up melding with a couple of other teachers and then like adding my own whatever. But she learned this technique initially because she was a threading artist. And she realized that when you're threading, what you're doing is you're trying to keep balance and you're going back and forth between the two brows to keep them balanced. And she figured out a way to leave the lines on the face, which is what I do, which is what brow mapping is, is you take the thread, you put a little bit of um, pencil or some sort of like pigment on the thread. And it's sort of like when you see a construction worker measuring out Mm -hmm. with the tape and then he goes... And the little chalk line stays. That's what I'm doing on your face. So I'm marking all the lines uh, according to your facial features and creating your brow shape before we even take away any hairs. And so that gives me the opportunity to play with the shape, to make the arch higher, to make your tilt, like to see really where your brow shape should be, especially if your brows are growing in. And I can really only work with what I see there and like the specs of what could be coming in and like your forehead so that you, me and the client can both be on the same page. And I can say, look, if you follow what I'm saying, this is what you could look like. And they go, oh, my God. Oh, my God. That's what my brows used to look like. How did you know? And I say, bitch, because I'm good. (laughs) But well, yeah, I'm not even lying. It's because I'm good. It's because we love it, though. But in terms of threading, Yes and no. I don't, as you know, I don't use uh, the thread to remove the hair. Right. But I use a very similar technique um, that that I think threaders use. I've never learned threading. Um, and I think that that's why everything comes out looking so good. And I also think that that's why people love threaders. I think a very, a good threader, like the threaders that are in L.A., the threaders in L.A. beat threaders in New York. I don't know much about them. I mean, it's I a lot of... I out about them. Okay, listeners, tell me if I'm, <laughs> if I'm fucking up, but it's a lot of Persian people. I think that, tell me if I'm wrong, it's a lot of people with a lot of hair that know, people with a lot of hair just know to fucking shape a brow. Do you know what I mean? It's like, for sure. You've been forced South- into, not forced, but culturally, culturally, hair removal is a big part of these cultures. <laughs> well, and if you go back to kind of what I was saying before, these cultures, their brows did more than just you know, sit on their face. They protected them from the sun. Mm -hmm. You know, Egyptians would add coal to their face, coal to their brows to help to like reflect the sun off. So it was so much more than just for beauty. It was also practical that they had and that they had all this hair and have all this hair for fucking reason. You know, let's figure out how to make it beautiful. Um, I have a question because you were talking about permanent makeup. Oh, maybe what is the difference? Because I feel like this is something I'll have brow. I, I don't do permanent makeup. Only Elizabeth does. And I'll have clients sometimes ask me, like, are they a good candidate for my microblading Mm -hmm. and then I'll tell them about powder brow Mm -hmm. and people don't know can you explain yeah what the difference is between powder brow and microblading and like which one is better for what kind of brow Ooh, this is a great question yeah so because I honestly don't even fully know yeah oh okay Shapiro I don't have to teach you things so what you think I'm so smart I think 
you're a genius. So microblading is sort of a catch-all term for permanent makeup for the eyebrows because that's the term that's become kind of like trendy. Everybody recognizes it. But that really includes, I think, any type of uh, permanent makeup that you're putting to your eyebrow. So powder brow, combo brow, what have you. The biggest difference is the tools that are used, but the tools that are used are going to determine the... Um, I guess the texture, really. So what microblading alone does is microblading is using an actual microblade. That's the tool that's used to draw individual hairs, hair strokes. So this is great if you already have brow hairs because it's really just adding texture. If you are missing your brow front, I guess I should start over also because people don't know what we're talking about when we say brow fronts and tails and everything. So the anatomy of an eyebrow, if you think about the front of your eye, that's your brow fronts. When we say people don't have their fronts, they just take them all away. So kind of from the bridge of your nose, I would say to like the outer corner of your iris, we would consider your brow fronts. From the inner corner of your iris, probably to the uh, furthest, does that make sense? Furthest mm -hmm. corner would be your arch, obviously. And then the rest of your brow is considered your tail. So you've got your brow front, you've got your arch, you've got your tail. Most people are missing their fronts. Some people are missing their tails. When they're missing, both, missing both, we say they got like a little blob because you can't really see oh. the shape. But if you are kind of falling within this and you're missing either your fronts or your tail because you have hair in the middle or at some point, you then need to match the density because the idea of permanent makeup is so that you look natural, so that you the, the permanent makeup that I do is so that you look like your most beautiful natural self. With that being said, everybody has a different version of what natural looks like. Every single woman comes in here and says, I want to look natural. It means so different to so many different things. Mm -hmm. Women will come in with a full face of makeup and they'll say, well, I want to look natural. And I'll say, does this look natural to you? And they'll say, well, yes. And I'll say, do you have makeup in your face and in your eyebrows and they'll say well yes and I'll say this isn't natural this is makeup but you don't want to look like a Kardashian fair enough most of us don't so there's different ways to create quote-unquote natural one of the things that I think is the biggest mistake that a lot of artists make is just using microblading alone uh, on a candidate that is missing different parts of their brows because yeah. then the texture like the straight up missing areas yes the density doesn't match yeah. it looks like you're you're you it have probably a looks good initially, face. is no, my guess. Well, and then... I think in pictures. I think in, on Instagram mm. it looks good because you can take different angles. Mm -hmm. But when you're looking at it in real life, it looks like it's flat. You know, it looks like you've got tattoo and then hair. So what powder, the powder effect does is the powder effect adds density. It adds so that it is going to look more like you have makeup in your brow, but it's going to add the density so that it doesn't look like it's a tattoo and then hair. So it looks like really nice and smooth. What I, I usually end up calling that a combo brow. And this is honestly what most women need because there are very few women who just come in and they have perfect brows and they just want them to be fluffed up. Most women need some sort of a combo brow. And also, I should say that unless you have very, very dry skin, most a lot of microblading will end up bleeding together to create a powder brow regardless. And once the strokes start to bleed together, you're never going to get that crisp microblading look again unless you remove the pigment completely with either saline or with laser and you start again. This is why I'm always very curious because a lot of microblading artists will only post right after yes. they've done it on a client. They don't post healed pictures. You no. have to look at their healed pictures. Yes. Okay. So that's something we were going to touch upon this, like how to find a brow artist mm -hmm. that um, you would want to go to. 
And I think it's just always really important that if you find a place, look them up on Instagram, take a look at photos, see if it aligns with the style that you want your yes. eyebrows to be. Um, the sty- That's so important, Alex. You're 100%. You and yes. I have two very, very different eyebrow styles. Yes. And we're both booked completely. But if one of our brow clients like switches, you and I, I've noticed we're very hesitant to be like, I know. is this okay? Because we've I got know. very different styles. And totally. that's fine. But like our clients just come to us for our style. For sure. Um, I think that's really important because even if you say like, okay, I want to go to this person because my friend told me they're good at doing thick brows. But what does that mean? What's their idea of thick? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm very psycho when it comes to my eyebrows. Most people are these days. Yeah. And so I feel like looking on Instagram, seeing if they have any photos, especially if you want permanent makeup, really important to see before and afterwards. Does this person post afters? Like not just right after they've performed the service. Healed pictures. Healed photos. Different ethnicities. If not, maybe ask if they have. Email, ask if they have any healed photos. Yes. Different eyebrows types, different face shapes. I mean, to me, different different ethnicities because I want to know that this person, like I want to know that you know what the fuck you're doing and you really need to know what you're doing to work on like very dark skin to very very light skin and so personally I would be looking different ethnicities different brow shapes different techniques healed pictures before and after pictures how long have you been doing this Mm -hmm. you know when I first started when a teacher that I really really respected was honest and she said it's going to take you three years to become a good brow artist for you to be very proud of the work that you do and she was honestly 100% right I remember the moment where I was like, I'm not terrified of doing this service. Mm-hmm. Anybody can come through that door and I don't care. And it took three years. Yeah. And it takes a while. I think being in esthetician school only prepares you for so much. I know there's a lot of estheticians or people in aesthetic school or people thinking about going to aesthetic school who listen to us. And I think that's so important to know. Like, don't expect to be fully prepared when you graduate school. Yeah. It just gives you the foundation so that you can go out and get your master's degree or your doctorate in whatever it is. Yes. But that's... I mean, that's something that Alex and I are, are, we want to try to change in the industry is just having more education, having more apprenticeships, share, like not having the, it be this secretive. It's, you know, it's very, it's very gatekeeping. It's very gatekeeping. Our industry is extremely yes. fucking gatekeeping. Yes. And for no reason None. whatsoever. You'll it, take a course. Let's say you take a certification to learn, um, I don't know, Brazilian waxing, let's mm-hmm. say. You're probably, this is my assumption, just based on how everything goes in our industry, you'll probably go out into the world, you'll start doing Brazilians, and you're like, wait, this is harder than I thought. Wait, some people have a lot of hair. Oh, wait, some people have um, maybe looser skin on their vagina or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And it's just like, no one teaches you those little things. Yeah. It's just very... And they charge you $5,000. Right. Everything's very basic. So, like, never feel... If you are someone who's in aesthetic school or you just started in the industry or you're thinking about it, like, I don't know, just know that you won't be prepared for everything and that it's really important, I think, if you can, to network with other estheticians around. I know in New York we have a Facebook group called New York Estheticians, and I bet other states have it, too. And it's a really nice way to ask for help. And um, or even mentors from afar. Like I had so yeah. many brow artists that like they didn't know that they're my mentors, but I stalked their pages and I looked at everything that they post and I zoomed in and I yeah, was like studying other people's work, yeah. going and getting services done by other es- yes. estheticians that um, you admire. Asking questions. Mm-hmm. Alex and I were internet friends before we were friends, friends. And you'd be like, yeah. what kind of wax is that? Is that Serapil? Do you like it? Da, da, da. Yeah. And that's how I was like, oh, my God, she's like me. It's just important. I don't know. I think that we need to make it less gatekeepy because, yes. 
guess you don't want to teach someone everything because you took you 10 years to learn it. But, but also, if someone asks can, you a question, yes, but it's honestly, very nice Alex, to I'm help. changing my mind on that because like I don't mind the like information is information. It's what you do with it. You're right. Yes, do you know what right. I mean? And like uh, to be and honest right, with you're you, right. I'm glad that you're bringing this up because I think that I want to like just put out there like the tinting um the custom tinting formulas that we do so people can okay. do it yeah. because it's it's it shouldn't be that you and I are the only people that are fucking doing this it's so easy yeah. and if you really want to learn it and you want like it's it's not going to be easy for you at first they're not going to be doing the same that you and I are doing for sure it's going to take them time by the time you're caught up, maybe you want to come work for us. Maybe we'll be retired. I don't give a shit. But, like, it's going to continue. You know what I mean? There's other people that are going to be able I'm to sorry, continue. I just burped. Tell them. Just burp right into the mic <laughs> next time. I did. I, did. I don't know if you picked you up know, on the mic. You know, screaming about people not teaching other people about brows. But it is. Yeah. It. But that's also why. Yes. As We're a consumer, here. you also need to just be careful about who you go to. Do your research. Yeah. Whatever that means. Even yeah. if you feel like you're being a little much, email places, ask the questions. Don't. Totally. It's your face. Totally. And, you know, it, yes, girl, it's your face, number one. Number two is that the girls, it's, you know, we we charge a premium for this for what we do here. And seven years ago, I honestly never thought that we would should or could or would charge what we charge for eyebrows. And now being here today, women are so happy with what we provide to them. And they're so happy to send their friends in and their cousins in and to write us notes. And it shows me that there's such a need for this level of talent that just... There's got to be more of us because people want it. People want this. They just women want to feel beautiful and they want to have somebody that they can trust. And for that sure. is looking out for them. And because like thicker, more natural brows are more popular these days. It's like, yeah, you want to find someone who can guide you to get your brows to that way. And because those of us who are very knowledgeable charge a more premium price. Yes, it's more money, but you likely won't be getting your brows done as much as exactly. when you were getting them very arched or very thin and having yeah. to go every two weeks to maintain that. Every single one of my clients say that. They're like, even though I haven't seen you in forever, I don't look crazy. And yes. it's like, you don't look crazy because this is your natural brow shape. It just looks like a bigger version of what we did, yes. but not a completely different person. It makes such a big difference. Yes. Um, real quick, I want to touch upon tinting because you just brought it up. I did. Um, tinting is life-changing. Elizabeth taught me how to tint mm-hmm. and it... I always thought that it was just for like someone with blonde eyebrows yes. who needs more color in their brow. But it's so much more than that. Yes. It can pick up little hairs. It can pick up really fine hairs, even mm-hmm. on darker brows. Totally. And just make them look more dense where they're maybe lacking yeah. in density. Yeah. Um, they can. It can help um, imitate an arch where you maybe don't really have one. It yeah. can do so much. And so, I don't know. I just wanted to say that tinting is life-changing. It really is. And, and not to people, be scared of it. But again, go to someone go to who some, looks yes, reputable. Yes. Well, and people will say, like, oh, I've got dark brows. Like, is a tint really for me? Yes, girl. It's like if you have dark hair, but then you you dye your hair dark, it's now going to make be, it richer. Yes, yeah. It's now going to be a, a rich, like all the same color, you know? And also what we're doing here specifically, I know that people are not us and they go, they here specifically, we're create like we're creating almost a stamp into your brow of to make it. I don't want to say to make it like made up because I feel like people think that that's so um, much. We're stamping the most perfect brow into your face so that you don't have to put on makeup for the next three weeks. 
Yes. And we can make it as natural or as made up as you'd like. And we can custom color it as assuming that you have hair. I should preface it with that. The cool thing about tint is that like I had a client once who it looked like, oh, you have a a client similarly. It looks like they have two different shaped eyebrows, Mm -hmm. that one is much bigger than the other. But the reality is that the other eyebrow, the hair is much thinner on top. So it gives Mm -hmm. the illusion that they've got two different shaped eyebrows. But once you add a tint to that, it just picks it up. up And suddenly their face is symmetrical. And they look... It's really wild. It's really wild. And it's, I don't know if your client, did you talk your client into a tent or did she know that that was going to happen? I can't remember. Because my client, I was like, I think this is going to make a big difference for you. And she was, she's so sweet. I think she was tint curious. And I was like, yes, we should. Yeah. She was like, you know, Elizabeth, people always would get to a point where it was like good enough with my eyebrows and they would kind of just give up. And she's like, you like took this to the next level and like helped me find something that like, Gave me my eyebrows. And that's fucking rad. It's fucking life-changing. It really is. I will probably never not tint my brows for as long as I can. Also, if you are curious about permanent makeup and you're not sure if it's something for you, I will always tell somebody to start with a brow shape and tint. Because Mm -hmm. oftentimes girls will come in and they'll ask for a brow lamination, like microblading, all of these services. And the more, you know, once they start to ask them about their lifestyle, about whatever, they just want nice eyebrows. Totally. And I think... Also, I think what's important is that if you're thinking of doing um, permanent makeup to ask for a consultation. Yes. Do not do not just walk into someplace without speaking to somebody, without telling them your concerns, without telling them your brow like, journey. Like well before your actual appointment. Yes. I ref- I pe- I've made it so people have gotten mad at me and, and threatened to leave bad reviews because they still the, like I'll have to chase them down for a virtual consultation. They won't send me the pictures that I'll ask them for. And then they want me to like walk in and have me tattoo their face. I'm like, lady, you are a stranger to me. I'm I'm very good at what I do, but I'm not comfortable doing this. I'm sorry. And so I do not work on people who we don't have a consultation mm-hmm. beforehand, especially because we need to make sure we're vibing. You have to be on the same page aesthetically same page. in yes. many ways. Yes. Um, One more thing that I that we should touch upon yeah is brow lamination let's do it girl because it has gotten so fucking popular Mm -hmm. in social media you and I were just like what's with all these angry bird eyebrows yes but yes we've changed our minds we've come around to brow lamination Elizabeth has been performing them I haven't yet well I should first shout out um star Mm. at black black stray beauty is that the name of her salon I believe so um, she's a goddamn gem and she's a makeup artist and a brow artist. And she did Alex and my makeup for our photo shoots. If you go to the truebeautybrooklyn.com, all of those pictures. Um, and she, uh, I trust her more than probably any other brow artist, honestly, just because I, I love her work. She was a makeup artist for, beforehand. She's worked with really, really incredible people. And so she's the first person that I saw that I was like, oh, this is why people want to do brow lamination. This is goddamn beautiful. And that's what made me honestly start to look into it and start to realize why, like what this was even and why people wanted it. And so I guess let me tell you guys what the definition of brow lamination is. So brow lamination is a chemical treatment that transforms the structure of your brow hairs. It relaxes them while temporarily realigning your hair growth pattern into your desired shape. 
essentially it's a relaxer for your brows. So it's going to, if you've never had a relaxer before, what a relaxer is, it's a chemical hair straight, uh, treatment. It's the, re- the reverse of a perm. Makes your shit bone straight. And so the point of this, the way that we... We're still figuring out brow lamination, to be 100% honest with you. When girls come in and they ask me for it, for most most women, I'll just say, look, I'm not really sure who this is the best for. It's a new um, service for me. It's not something that I've done a ton. So how about I give you a discount and we both just get on this ride together? And they're like, are you sure? So I'm still figuring out like who it's great for. Right now, I'm seeing that it's great for people that have sort of textured hair. Mm-hmm. More unruly, brows. more unruly people of color, of course, but also uh, non POCs that just have like wavy hair or textured hair or very thick mm-hmm. hair, or people who have thick hair that kind of just grows starts to grow down. Yes, sometimes. Yes, or even you almost I, don't realize that it's growing down until you brush it up and yes. you're like, oh, that looks nicer. Or even blondes that have it looks like they have thin arches, but it's that the tips of their of their um, brows are darker than the base yeah so I did um Lindsay you know Lindsay yeah I did her on Sunday and she was like I don't know I'm just like need something different I want to come check out the new space so I thought we would do this Lindsay from across the street no different Lindsay okay but she was so happy she was like this is beautiful and also she came in terrified because she's like I don't want to look like an angry bird I don't want to look like an alien I trust you I'm just confused because sometimes I'll see photos on Instagram but so many people are commenting like this is beautiful that looks looks so good and I'm like I just don't see it it's a look but it doesn't look like a look to me I'm very confused by it I think that this is going to be so bad but I think that people not in major cities think that it looks good I don't think that's it I think that it is, girl, because we before we started doing brow lamination, we were fixing brow laminations. Do you remember? People were coming in with their hair like slicked straight up, but not actually shaped at all. Because yes, that is the the problem. People can do the lamination, but But they're not good at shaping. No, so it's just this weird. It's the same exact thing as microblading. Is that people will go and they'll learn how to straighten an eyebrow, but they won't teach you how to shape a brow. Yes, they won't teach you the anatomy of a brow. Yes, and I, I guess. I'm glad that you brought that up because I think at the end of the day, that's what makes a good brow artist is do you know how the fucking shape a brow? Yeah. Everything Lamination comes later. <laughs> yes. Everything everything else. Yeah. Like even the girls who just started working here, you know, I, we love Janet. Janet's a listener and now she works with us. But I remember when she came to interview and we were like, you know, how can we help your career? Like, what do you what are you looking to gain from us? And she said, I really want to do microblading. And I said, before I even started talking to her about microblading, I was like, well, you need to learn how to shape a brow. It's going to take you a year just to learn how to shape a brow before I teach you how yeah. to microblade. But then once you learn how to shape a brow, all you need to know is how to put ink into skin. That's the easy right. part. You got the, the hard part down. Yeah. Um, that's pretty much it for our first part one. Part, that was it? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. We did it. Did you guys, did you learn stuff? I learned stuff. We didn't even <laughs> tell any you. funny stories. What do you mean? I mean, I usually will talk about, you know, the time I waxed off half an eyebrow or, <laughs> you know what I mean? Somebody else waxed off half an eyebrow or something hilarious. Oh, I've told all my fucked up brow stories. Like when I just used to use a razor straight down the middle to get my unibrow, except it also got the fronts of my brows. And I was like, that looks good. Every <laughs> So many women do this. I've spoken to but so many. I mean, many... I did that in fifth grade, but. Yeah, we've all been there. But oh, sometimes I guess that's it happens later in life, say. too. Yeah, guys, it's like you... Look, I think that just like destroying your face is a part of uh, life, adolescence. <laughs> yeah, do you know what I mean? Still, like, yeah, just I don't try- know. We're always learning what looks good. Our faces yes. are always changing, and yeah, 
So I guess just like, don't be ashamed. A lot of women come in here like ashamed for some reason of their eyebrows or apologetic. And it's just like, don't be apologetic. One is there isn't a lot of talent out there. So it's not your fault if you were trusting the wrong person. Two is... Also, not everyone knows that there's something outside of like a $5 brow service. Totally. And if you were just Also, sometimes people yourself, can't afford more than that. So uh-huh. also all of there's these that. Things. There's all of the- Guys, Lots of things. all of these things. So just don't be ashamed. Just be you. Do the best you can. There's all this fucking free information out here. We actually have a brow mapping tutorial on our Instagram. I was going to do another one. Then I was like, this is, you guys don't need to see this again again. But if you guys want to tell us what you would like to see, what kind of tutorials you would like to see us do, I would love that because obviously we love to teach you guys. We're really passionate about sharing our knowledge, our information, and whatever we can do to help you guys feel more beautiful, look more beautiful, let us know. We can get you that information. Great. You know where to find us if you want to email us. TrueBeautyBrooklynPodcast at gmail.com. And uh, you guys can hit us up on Instagram at TrueBeautyBrooklynPodcast. You can find me on Instagram at Alex Lindley. And I'm the brown Elizabeth Taylor. I think that that's it. And that's it. Um, our next brow episode, we're going to cover brow makeup. Yes. Because there's so many different brown makeup types. I know that nobody's taught y'all because they A lot of people are not confident with it either. A lot of my clients are like, I have five brow products. I don't know how to use them. No, there's no... Look, we're about to give you the formal education. We're about to give you guys your associates, bachelors, (laughs) bastards? Associates, bachelors, masters. Y'all aren't going to be PhD yet, but stick with us maybe. We'll see. We'll see you next time. We love you, beauty baddies. Bye. Bye. This has been a COC BK production produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com.